Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us, and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't already. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and producer, Nick Schwartz. Guys, I love how last week we were like, best episode yet. And then it was just deuces for the rest of the week. Obviously, we were on a bye, but how are we feeling? Uh, I take bye weeks as well. Why do I have to work if they're not doing anything? <laughs> Mahomes took the week off. He was dressed up as a star for Halloween. I'm, I'm not obligated. I also took Halloween off, so we're good to go. Uh, you know, you guys know that yesterday was the anniversary of Jerry Seinfeld going on uh, the Larry King show and Larry King accusing him of at getting pushed off the network. And he said, no, I left on top. That's what we did, guys. Yep. We left on top. We left some gas in the tank and now we're ready to go. Lots to get to this week. We've got a big game coming up this weekend, coming off that bye. But first things first, the trade deadline recap. As far as the Chiefs go, we made the last deal of the deadline, um, trading cornerback Rashad Fenton to the Falcons for a conditional seventh round pick that clears up $1.4 in cap space, along with wide receiver Kadarius Tony from the Giants for a pair of draft picks. As we know, that happened last week. Guys, what do we think about these? Well, I mean, I don't care that Fenton's gone. It, I, and I don't think it's an accident that like the ninth person to report it was still reporting that it was $1.4 million in cap savings. That money means something to them either this year, I don't know, Odell, or next year. But that's Save it. with your chest, Cody. Don't just... Odell, hint- that's what they're saving the money <laughs> for. I don't know if it's that, but come on, let's face the reality. They had already fully committed to the young corners. They walked on every single veteran available in training camp. So they are all aboard the Sneed, Jalen Watson, McDuffie, and Williams train. And we can say, wow, a conditional seventh. They really gave him away for nothing. They drafted their current starting cornerback in the seventh in Jalen Watson. So they might be able to find something out of there either way. They're not deep at corner. I think it comes with some serious risk if even a single injury is to occur, which has already happened this year, obviously with McDuffie, but they're trusting their young corners. They have decided that that is the better grouping and that's what they're going to roll with. Is it really much of a risk to trade a guy who was about to become your fifth cornerback? Nobody, nobody liked to see Rashad Fenton on the field, including the Chiefs, who were playing a fourth and seventh round rookie over him. Even if you suffer an injury, is Rashad Fenton any sort of upgrade over practice squad player or free agent that you sign off the street? No, he's not. But he's, I mean, I don't know. He's a little bit better than that. But I'll tell you right now, if you're losing your job to a fourth round rookie who the Chiefs didn't even want to start, a seventh round rookie, um, a first round rookie, okay, cool, that's fine. That is a wild secondary for an established Super Bowl contending team, though, right? If I on paper said the Super Bowl contending Chiefs 
who are one of the three best teams and one of only three teams I currently think can win the Super Bowl are rolling out three rookie corners. That's a bit scary. Also, if they find three rookie starting corners out of the first four, maybe Brett Veach is the greatest cornerback scout of all time because people have a hard time getting one corner. It's an important position. And they're willing to let Fenton go, who they only spent a sixth on anyway, right? Like they got some stuff out of there. They did their thing. But Nick, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it because I didn't think Fenton was going to play a ton. But I, I'm not going to pretend like there's no risk with it. All right, enough, enough with the Rashad Fenton talk. We've, we've, we've done our, we've done our due diligence there. Um, you hinted at it, Cody. I think we're burying the lead here. Are you guys? Can you guys just? Can you imagine with me for just a moment that now? After clearing up some some cap space, the Chiefs now have $4.8 million. God, that just feels like what Odell would be paid, doesn't it? Doesn't that feel like the exact amount of money it would take to get Odell Beckham Jr. in a uniform? Like right after Thanksgiving, right? It's a Friday. There's no Black Friday football. You're just sitting on your couch. You just got done watching it, eating leftovers, and Odell to the Chiefs. And when did this trade happen, guys? When did this trade happen? At the 11th hour, it was the last trade made of the deadline, which tells you what? That the Chiefs spent all week trying to unload cash. I don't think for a second they considered what Rashad Fenton brings to them because I think they spent all week wondering what Odell Beckham Jr. might look like in red and gold. I'm already excited. Early Christmas present. That would be great. Well, here's the thing. It has to be for something this year. Or Indomitian Sue. You want to bring him up? Fine. Bring up Indomitian. Because there, there is no damn way you cut a depth corner, even if we think they're the fifth corner, Nick, to save a million bucks. Not for next year. No one gives a shit about a million dollars next year. That doesn't mean anything to the Chiefs. That <laughs> absolutely, objectively means nothing. That's not going to save them anything. This has to be about this year. They're making some kind of move. I don't know if it's Sue or some other free agent defensive end who's sitting around or some other free agent tackle who's sitting around or Odell Beckham Jr., which would certainly be the most interesting of all the moves. But if you're willing to risk starting three rookie corners and having no backup plan for it, then I would say that, you know, you're willing to take those chances. Brett Veach is up to something, that's for sure. And I love how this trade, at the like you said, last second of the deadline, kind of flying under the radar, but... Clearly, they're up to something. Well, and they were never going to re-sign Fenton anyway. You know, like he wasn't a part of their long-term plan. They had three rookie corners they liked, and he was on the final year of his deal after being drafted the fourth round. It wasn't, you know, wasn't going to change anything. Nothing was moving the needle one way or the other. It's fine, Kayla. I mean, it's the, I, I can't get over the fact that every single person who broke the news clearly got it from the same source because the language was exactly the same. That person's probably Brett Veach. They all said clears up $1.4 million of cap space. Not an accident, right? Just absolutely objectively not an accident. They keep saying those things because they want somebody else around. Now, I think it's funny that all we asked them to do the trade deadline was, hey, do you guys, you guys mind maybe finding a rotational defensive lineman? And instead, all they did was trade away a defensive player. They signed a wide receiver, something they're already objectively great at offense. And they got rid of one defensive player. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm good with it. I don't care. Works for me, I guess. Um, what other trades would that went down that you think will directly affect the Chiefs? Oh, Nick, I look, uh, I'd like to say Naheem Hines because the Bills are obviously the most interesting team from a 
who could be a problem for the Chiefs' perspective? Oh, man, some Naheem Hines and some other safety they draft. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why you bite your tongue? What, what, why is Naheem Hines out here catching strays? the hell's he done this year? What's he ever done? <laughs> Catch a few passes occasionally? Okay, that is... He's got like 500 total rushing yards in his career. So rude. What do you do to you? <laughs> He's a great pass-catching running back. Go ahead, though. Go off. Who else do you want to throw under the bus? What do you mean? Do you really want to say great pass-catching running back? You feel strong about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, among... He's had 60 catches a couple of times, I guess. Among <laughs> pass-catching running backs, I'd say he is one of the most prolific. Prolific? That's too strong. Okay. It's not Hines. It's a marginal improvement. Okay? All right. If they're improved, it's like, wow, I'm really glad that you had that 91%, and now you're at 91.1. Great job. A-plus for effort. Chubb is the more interesting one. It makes them good. It makes the Dolphins better in the long term, which means they can compete with the Bills in the long term, which matters. Somebody else in that division mattering is important because they said they're going to sign him to a long-term deal, and it makes them instantly better now. They took all that draft. The, the, the Dolphins front office has done an objectively good job. They took picks from the 49ers in a trade up that they made for Trey Lance. And what they did with those picks were get Bradley Chubb and get Tyreek Hill. That was, I mean, that that's, that's a big deal. Their pass rush is better. The defense was the weakest part. They have two of the top three leading receivers right now in the NFL. The Chubb deal, that's the one that matters. You know, I, I tend to come from the same school of thought that you do, that running backs don't necessarily matter all that much, as much as scheme and everything else you're doing offensively, though. The one thing I think is interesting about Hines, I don't think it significantly impacts the Bills' ceiling or makes them of an objectively better team, but Devin Singletary is second on the Bills in receptions this year. Second. And he's not somebody who we think of as being a prolific, Cody, prolific Pass catching running back. That's all Hines does. That's all. That's all he does. That's all Hines has ever done in his NFL career. He doesn't run the ball. And the Bills now, who are one of the most dynamic offenses, have another weapon they can put out there. And it's not going to again. It's not going to significantly impact them. But now you can run these little two running back sets. I think it's interesting that both the Bills and the Chiefs. And I know we'll get into the Tony move a little bit. Both the Bills and the Chiefs added pieces that you look at and you say. I don't think these guys are that good, but clearly they're just trying to expand what their offense is capable of, even if it's in a very marginal way. Uh, maybe this is copycat stuff, Kayla. We always joke about that in the league. The Bills have been watching what the Chiefs use Jarek McKinnon for, and they're like, yeah, that. Let's do that. That looks fun. Because that's kind of what it looks like they signed Hines for, right? To just be what Jarek McKinnon is in the Chiefs offense? Good, good point. Um, and circling back to the Chiefs, you guys, aside from Fenton and Tony, Chiefs kind of stood pat at the trade deadline for the most part. Obviously, as we know, we traded for Kadarius Tony last week. How much will they use him this year? What does it tell us about how they feel about this offense? I mean, obviously, I still think the Tony deal was more about next year than this year. Hmm. But I... But I don't think that that means he won't have some impact for this team because I think they're going to try to find some way to use him. But I think a lot of it, like they must have a lot more faith in their defense because that's their most obvious deficiencies, defensive line. And look, whatever you're going to have to pay to get a defensive lineman is so expensive that I don't think 
that it's going to be super easy to improve there. But pretty much right now, the only way the defensive line gets better is what? Karloftis is better? Anybody else have another solution? That sounds good. (laughs) Does what he did in the fourth quarter versus San Francisco in every quarter the rest of the season. Okay, well, I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Possibilities. I gave you one. It seems more likely to me that uh, Karloftis could just be better, but I don't know that you're banking on either. Look, Finn had fallen behind every rookie, so it doesn't really matter. But from a trade deadline perspective, if they had done nothing, I guess I was fine because they didn't, they truthfully didn't, they weren't like so desperate they had to do something. They're the number one, they have the second best record in the NFL, they have the number one offense in the NFL, and they're playing good enough defense that they're still winning a lot of games. And they were on the field with the Bills a couple weeks ago and were competitive. So I, you know, like they could have just as easily won that game as they did lose it. It was whoever had the ball last. I th- mostly, I know that the Chiefs technically had a minute, but whoever the ball lasts with a significant amount of time that shows the deciding factor. So, yeah, I mean, if the Chiefs are going to stand pat on this one, I, I think it'd be awfully hard to be critical of them. The Tony deal is still kind of funny because I didn't see it coming. And I'm like, wait, do you need that? But also the NFL might have told us a little something with the Ridley deal. The reason why that Ridley deal a little bit kind of makes sense is the NFL sees the free agent wide receiver class, which is garbage. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the best free agent wide receiver by a large margin. And they see what it costs. Then if you want a really great wide receiver, you get to draft in the first round like everyone. So if it's not those two things, then your best bet is find a young wide receiver, hope that you can make them good for you, and they'll be cheap for a few years for much less draft pick compensation. I think that's what's happening. I think that's what happened with Tony. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes the way that we talk about this, especially around the trade deadline, I think maybe on the outside, we see margins between teams that guys on the inside, Brett Feach, Andy Reid, don't see. And we watch the Bills look like a dominant football team and say, oh, that's the team you're keeping up with. So go get a pass rusher. Go get another weapon to use. And the Chiefs are saying, I don't know. We came into this season thinking that we had a Super Bowl roster and through seven weeks, our outlook on our roster has not changed. Yeah, we lost to the Bills, but I don't think that was a game that the Chiefs came away from saying we couldn't win again, or if it were played nine times, yeah. we couldn't win five times. You know, if, if a guy like Brian Burns were available, I'm sure the Chiefs would have been very interested in it. But as it turns out, the Panthers, like most teams, even when going through a rebuild, uh, prefer to keep young, talented, cheap, players who would be, you know, uh, helpful when trying to get back to your winning ways. So those guys aren't out there. Teams aren't just looking to trade pro bowlers and all pro level players. So a lot of the guys you're seeing being dealt like Bradley Chubb is probably the biggest name that was, that was traded away. And it's not as though Bradley, Bradley Chubb's not Von Miller. Bradley Chubb is not TJ Watt. He's a nice pass rusher, but he's not someone who all of a sudden takes the dolphins to the next level. The dolphins are chasing. Chiefs are not. Chiefs came into the season knowing exactly who they were, and I don't think anything sort of moved them in the direction that made them think they needed to make some sort of rash decision and and make a big splash. Hey, well, you're the optimist. Do you think Darius (laughs) Toney will matter for the offense this year? Do you think he'll have more than 200 receiving yards? Yes. 
Obviously, I'm the optimist. I have to say that I am. I'm excited to see how he's going to fit into this offense and where he's going to land in, you know, the depth chart and and who he's going to be competing with for reps. Um, I think I think he's going to do well. Like I said, I said the same thing with Juju. I said, when you have a good player and you throw him in this offense with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, anything can happen. And I think the same thing can happen here with Tony. I think that there's definitely like there's easy to be like there's upside, crazy upside. He looked like a good rookie wide receiver for a miserably bad offense. And then he just wasn't on the field. But a lot of it is just like it's upside because we haven't seen it. But I also and we talked about this a little bit when the when the news first came out about it. But I cannot reference or find a single example of a first round pick being traded in his first two years to a new team. And then it just being gangbusters wherever he went like that trade doesn't exist. It is not a real thing. It is a figment of our imagination. We're making it up if we think that it exists, but because you can put caveats and everything, it's easy because you know, the giants GM and coach didn't draft him or coach him before. So they mm-hmm. had no ties to him. And I don't think they knew how to use him well either. Um, but yeah, like you could, like you said, Cody, it wasn't on my radar either. So, but now that he's here, let's go have some fun. 